0: Inside Chicago Government, Welcome to another in a series of interviews with Ben Jarofsky. I'm Dave Glowatz. Ben writes on government and politics for the Chicago Reader, and he's here with me today. Welcome to the broadcast. Thank you, David. Today, we're talking about two of your articles that have to do with schools Mm. that appeared in the reader recently. The first on November 28th, 2013, titled, Rom says the schools are out of money, but not for Lincoln Park. Yes. You write of the announcement by Chicago Public Schools, CPS, that it would spend $18 million to build an addition at Lincoln Elementary in Lincoln Park. One of the richest neighborhoods in Chicago, you write. I didn't fact check that.
1: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I assume somebody did. Yeah. It's definitely one of them. Didn't say it was the richest.
0: Right. And you right about whether this is equitable and just. Yes, correct. And if that was a yes, no question, you would answer?
1: No, it's not guessing. equitable and it is not just.
0: And the second on December 5th, 2013, titled Mayor Emanuel Gets the City Council to Bury <laughs> oh, the yes. Elected School Board Issue. Yes. Again.
1: I really enjoyed writing that column.
0: You write of efforts by the self styled progressive alderman to get the city council to vote on a proposal to put before Chicago voters a referendum yes. asking whether Chicago should have an elected school board. That's correct. The alderman hoped that a positive vote in such a referendum would cause the state legislature to change state law to mandate an elected Chicago school board. Well, I want to tie the elected school board issue to the expansion. Of Lincoln Elementary, mm-hmm. which you wrote about on November 28th, you wrote that Tim Cowley, CPS chief administrative officer, proposed two years ago to ease school overcrowding in Lincoln Park by demagnetizing mm-hmm. LaSalle Elementary, which is a magnet school, and which is located about a mile south of Lincoln Elementary, and by demagnetized, he meant change the attendance boundaries so that some children who currently go to Lincoln Elementary would instead go to LaSalle. Right. Currently the only way neighborhood kids could get into LaSalle is via lottery, because it's a magnet school. Mm-hmm. And you wrote, quote, But Caulle's idea was attacked by parents from both Lincoln and LaSalle, who are about as politically well connected as any in this town.
1: That is correct, definitely.
0: Some Lincoln parents worried that their homes would drop in value if they were moved outside the school's boundaries. Mm-hmm. The LaSalle solution was dead within
1: days. Yes. Three days, I believe it was.
0: I submit. I'm going to try to keep a straight face while I say (laughs) this. If it happened the way you reported it, yeah. that this is an example of democracy in action. In other words, the constituency, in this case, the parents of the affected school kids made their wishes known, and the government accommodated them. So why do we need an elected school board if CPS
1: is already responding to community wishes? I don't know if it's democracy. It could be plutocracy, because I don't know how representative the people who didn't want to demagnetize the salary of the city as a whole. If it was a democracy, we'd put it to a vote as though we were in a uh, a small town in New England and people in the south and west sides could vote, okay? Should our money be used to alleviate overcrowding in a north side school whose overcrowded needs could be easily taken care of by merely an adjustment of boundaries? Or should we spend that money keeping schools open on the south and west side? That would be a democracy, This was sort of like callocracy, as in (laughs) who called the mayor and told him this is not a good idea.
0: I think you just coined a new word. Yes,
1: callocracy. It's clear to me that when it comes to democracy in Chicago, like everything else in Chicago, it's not allocated equally. So there's more democracy for Lincoln Park, and there's less democracy for the south and west sides of Chicago. I think that's pretty clear. The contrast, of course, is when the mayor wanted to close the schools – the hearing rooms, as you know, I think you actually went to a few of those hearings, filled with parents begging and pleading not to close the schools and close them anyway.
0: They weren't exercising their right to callocracy.
1: <laughs> I'm sure they were calling too. It's just that it's not some the right calls. People. Yes. Not the right people were calling. Chicago is still a very much a town of clout and who you know and influence, and important school educational decisions are made based on that. I don't think that's a big surprise to anyone in Chicago, but it was so blatant in this case of Little Lincoln, because there's so many obvious solutions to their overcrowding policy. There's two programs in Little Lincoln right now that are not neighborhood programs exclusively. You have a French program in there. It's essentially a private school within the school. And then you have the accelerated gifted kid program in there, what I call smart school within the school. So you can move either one of those out of Little Lincoln right now to another school in the area and solve the problem. But they don't want to do that. The mayor doesn't want to do that, so it's not going to get done. Instead, we're going to spend $18 million.
0: We'll leave it there. Ben, thanks for joining me today. Thank you, sir. Listeners, you can send us questions or suggestions via Facebook and Twitter. Search for Inside Chicago Government. I'm Dave Glowatz. Thanks for listening.